James Cagney, Olivia de Havilland, Jeffrey Lynn. The Gulf Stream Guild Theater. Your neighborhood good golf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies welcome you to the Gulf Theater, the one place where you meet all your favorite stars. Edward G. Robinson, Rosalind Russell, Don Amici, Cary Grant, Spencer Tracy. These are just a few of the Hollywood stars who will appear here in weeks to come. And tonight, the Gulf Theater presents James Cagney, Olivia de Havilland, Jeffrey Lynn, Oscar Bradley and the Gulf Orchestra, and the director of the Gulf Theater, your host, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. I got a real thrill when I saw that on-the-air signal flash a few seconds ago, because tonight's play is one that I've always wanted to produce here in the Gulf Theater. It's a story by Ursula Parrott called Next Time We Live, all about what happens when a career girl and a newspaper reporter fall in love. And the cast, Olivia de Havilland as Sicily, a college undergraduate, Jeffrey Lynn as Tommy, and Jimmy Cagney in the role of a newspaper reporter. The action of the story takes us clear around the world, and you can bet some of the scenes took a lot of rehearsal. But the stars don't mind that because, after all, the Gulf Theater is the stars' own theater. Naturally, they want to give their very best performances because every cent that Gulf would ordinarily give to these stars and to the writers goes instead to help meet the needs of the Motion Picture Relief Fund and to build a home for the less fortunate members of the industry. And now, the house lights slowly dim here in the Gulf Theater, the stage lights come up, the curtain rises on tonight's play, Next Time We Live. Train 14, Albany Local, leaving on track 6. Better get aboard, Miss. The train leaves in three minutes. Yes, but I'm waiting for someone. Sicily. Albany. You're Sicily. You must be from everything Chris said. Why, yes. Here, I'll take your bag. Come on. Oh, I'm Tommy. Tommy Abbott. Oh, of course. You're Chris's friend. You live in the same house. You have something to do with Hollywood, and you're crazy. <laughs> is that what that redhead said about me? Where is Chris? He's still at the paper. A flash on the UP wire said that they, they got Dillinger in Tucson. Chris called me to say he had to stand by to do a special story. Hey, wait! Wait! Chris! Made it with 30 seconds to spare. Oh, Chris! Oh, you had me scared. Well, I'd be here, didn't I? Hey, give me that bag. I'll take you to see. Goodbye, Tommy. You were well standing. Goodbye. Now, wait for me here, Tommy. I want to talk to you. Okay. Train's going to start. It's a well idea. Maybe I'll go to Vassar, too. Think I'd get by? Oh, you'd be a sensation. Hey, this is goodbye. You realize that? Of course, it won't be forever, but... It'll seem like it. And, darling, if somebody else comes along... Talk like that and I'll wring your neck. A girl away at cars is an awful useless person to be in love with, Chris. You're my woman. Get that? I got it. And vice versa, Mr. Tyler. Look, you know, this is a sensible, sane thing to do, don't you? Oh, of course. You've got to be free until you really get started. We couldn't afford to get married on a reporter's salary, could we? Say not. Cicely... Cicely, what would happen if you didn't take this train? Why, everything. I'm supposed to be the lead and it's fall pay. I'm managing junior par. Oh, nothing had happened that mattered. Nothing, Chris, if you want me to say. Give me that bag. Darling. Come on, you've just graduated from college. Hey, Miss, you can't get old now. The train's moving. Come on, jump. I'll catch you. I made it. Oh, Chris. Oh, Chris, put me down. Oh, no. Turn your face this way. Well, you've got too much lipstick on, but I think I'll take a chance. Nothing like demonstrations of affection in public places, I always say. Come on, Tommy. Maybe you don't know it, but you're going to be the best man at our wedding. 
Mrs. Tyler. Just been carried over your first threshold. Home, sweet home. Mm-hmm. Hot and cold water, genuine carpet on the floor, and electric lights. There's a swell view of a brick wall from the window there. And if you stretch your neck, you can see a tree in Washington Square. Not much, but oh, Henry liked it. Oh, Henry, did he live here? Mm-hmm. Right in this very room. Oh, someday they'll say that Chris Tyler lives here. Uh, and Mrs. Chris Tyler. Oh, say that again. Mrs. Chris Tyler. Chris, I'm afraid. Afraid about what? About you and me. I mean, what if I'm a burden to you? Right now, it's so important to your career that you'll be, you'll be free. I thought we'd scrap that idea. Oh, Chris, I've got to find something to do to help out. Oh, sure, sure. How about a nice job driving a cab and I won't have to work at all? <laughs> I can act. You saw me in two college plays and said that I, I reminded you of Hayes. I meant Will Hayes, not Helen. Chris, I'm serious, Chris. Your friend Tommy can help me. Look, it's always been my idea. I won't place in the home. But if you've got your heart set on this, why... You know. I have, Chris. It's a partnership, and, and that's the only way I can help. Well, go ahead and try it. Look, will you tell me something? What made you decide to get off that train? You asked me to. Well, what, what made you say yes? Oh, I knew a long time ago I'd say yes when if you asked me. There's never been anyone else for me. Oh, darling. Oh, I love you. That's the only thing that matters in my life. Now and always. All right. I'll take a chance and give Cicely Tyler a small part in the next play I'm producing, dummy. That's great. Thanks for doing this for me, Jennings. And uh, don't believe those lies I told you about her experience. She hasn't had any. But you can believe me when I tell you she has something the theater needs. Looks like Tommy was right, Cicely. You proved to me you belong in the theater. You're not just a stage-struck girl. Oh, coming from a producer like you, Mr. Jennings, that means a lot. There's an important part in my new play that you can have if you'll promise to work hard. You know I will. Thank you, Mr. Jennings. offer you this promotion, Chris, if you hadn't earned it. Foreign correspondent. That's wonderful. Well, better get your passport and visa, Chris. Sure. My wife always wanted to travel when we got rich. <laughs> Wait till she hears we're going to Italy. How soon do we have to sail? Within a week. Uh-huh. We're ready. And I don't know how to thank you, Mr. Carter. Oh, forget it. Well, anyway, thanks. Chris! Darling. I've got something to tell you and knock your eye out. Short can wait. It can't top this. Look, we're going to Rome next week. Rome? Yeah, Carter just told me. How do you like it? You're the wife of a foreign correspondent. We're a success, honey. We're on our way. Rome, there may be China, Turkey, Tokyo, wherever there's action. New people, new places. This is the most important thing that ever happened to us. Rome, China, Turkey, Tokyo. You'll have to get out of that play right away. Oh, but Chris, listen. What's, What's the matter? Oh, look, darling. Uh, um... Now, please don't be angry, but I don't think I'd... Well, I... No, I'd be an expense for one thing. Nonsense. I got another no, 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 You don't have to work anymore. But, Chris, I... I can't get out of my contract that quickly, and... And Jenny's offered me a, pay, a part in his new play today, and I... Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to tell you. Mm-hmm. So that's it. You'd rather stay in that show than go away with me. Oh, no, Chris, no. Oh, I should never have let you go on the stage in the first place. Never should have let me. I get it. The same old story. Reporter marries actress, she makes more than he does. 
It goes to her head. Career becomes more important than her husband, and she runs out on him. That's a lie, Chris. It's the truth, and you know it. Oh, Chris, stop, stop. Oh, and I couldn't wait to get home to tell you. Oh, what are we saying to oh, each I don't know. I don't know. It wasn't me saying those things. I, I've been proud of what you've done. Honest, I have. I know you have. It's been, you've been wonderful. It's just that it kind of hit me right between the eyes, me going away and you staying here. Just thinking about it made me feel sick all over. What's it going to be like when I, I really have to be without you? Tell me one thing. I have to know. Am I all you want of, of women in the world? You're all I want of women in the world. The whole wide world. That's the one thing I'm sure of. Oh, then nothing can hurt us, darling. Because you're all I'll ever want. Of men. Goodbye for a while, Cicely. Goodbye, Chris. Look, darling, if things get too tough over here, will you? Oh, I got off a train once because you asked me to, so even if... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. Chris, say it for me. Say you love me always. Say you love me all your life. I love you, Cicely. When you're 99 and I'm 101. Goodbye, darling. Goodbye. So long, so long, sweet. Cicely, tell me something, will you? Whose career were you thinking of when you decided to stay behind? Yours or Chris's? Tommy, I... I didn't think I'd be much help in Rome if I were more or less sick for months. Chris would have to worry about doctors and we couldn't get pasteurized milk for... for the baby. Oh. <laughs> the most adequate thing I can think of to say is just... Oh. Naturally, Chris doesn't know. And you mustn't let him know, Tommy. Don't tell Chris. Promise me. Cicely, sometimes I think you're the wisest of women. And sometimes I think you're just a little girl with a head full of romantic nonsense. A baby? <laughs> no. No, I won't tell Chris. here in the Gulf Theater. While we're waiting for the curtain to rise on the second act, there's something I'd like to say. Speaking not only as the director of the Gulf Theater, but as one of your neighbors in this country of ours. You know, the month of February, with the birthdays of two great Americans coming only ten days apart, is naturally a time when all of us take stock of what our country has accomplished. We feel a new sense of pride in our heritage of freedom, of tolerance, and independence. And in the splendid material civilization that this heritage has made possible... Because behind the most familiar things in life, behind our radios, our labor-saving appliances, behind our automobiles and our homes, we can see the working of a typically American idea. The idea of making things better and better year after year. Manufacturers have put armies of scientists to work on great research programs so that their products can be constantly improved. You see the results in the electrical industry, in foods and clothing, and in transportation of all kinds. Gulf is proud to be part of this peaceful march of progress, 
made possible by progressive American manufacturers in many industries. In our own fields, motor fuels, lubricants, and other petroleum products, Gulf promises you the best, the best that its technical men and its workers can produce. The curtain of the Gulf Theater is about to rise on the second act of tonight's play, starring James Cagney as Chris, Olivia de Havilland as Sicily, and Jeffrey Lynn as Tommy. Seven months have passed since the first act. Chris and Sicily, his actress wife, have been apart. Chris in Ethiopia covering the war, and Sicily in her latest play on Broadway. But then Chris got a cable from Tommy in New York saying that Sicily was about to have a baby. Frantically, Chris ran out on his job, grabbed the first boat for America, and now we find them rushing up the stairs of their flat to see Sicily. Sicily! We've been waiting for you, Father Tyler. Oh, why didn't you let a guy know? How'd you get away from your job? Never mind that now. What's the wolf for you, darling? Oh, not so wolf, because I always had this moment to look forward to. Hey, that's the kid. That's him. You better go and introduce yourself. Hello, fella. I'm the old man. You know me? Well, what's his name? Chris. Same as yours. We call him Kit for short. That's a pretty husky kid. All right if I touch him? <laughs> you might try. Hmm. He's all warm. Kind of like milk toast. Did <laughs> oh, I do that? No, he's just hungry. Oh. Well, what do you feed him? Oh, really, darling? And you were a college man. Well, nobody ever thought to tell me. <laughs> Chris, oh, my sweet. Hmm? You won't ever go away again, will you? Oh, no, not a chance. This kid's going to be raised right. Best of everything. I'm going to tell my paper I won't work anywhere but New York. Howdy, ma'am. The whole park is there for your child or just this bench? Tommy, how are you? <laughs> and how is Hollywood? Don't ask. Hey, let's have a look at my godchild. Oh, will you listen to that? I believe he knows me. Don't you think he's very bright-faced, man? Bright? He's absolutely brilliant. Aren't you, big fella, huh? Yeah. <laughs> How's about lunch, Cicely? Oh, thanks. I, I've had lunch, but why not call Chris? Oh, Chris suggested that I take you. I hear he's working for the City News Bureau now. His paper fired him for running out on that job in Ethiopia. This was all he could get. Yeah. Tells me he may take a job as advanced publicity man for a circus. He won't take that. He mustn't. Why don't I ever get girls like you? What do you mean? Oh, that look on your face when you talk about Chris. Cicely, let me help you and Chris out. Oh, thank you, Tommy, but I... No, now, wait a minute. You're still an actress, and a good one. It's time for you to get back to work. To do that, you need money to take care of Kit and buy new clothes to any interview managers. I'll loan you the money for both. Well, how about it? I can't refuse, Tommy. If it were just myself, I wouldn't care, but... But Chris, oh, you don't know what's happened to him. He tries to pretend, but... It's a bargain, Tommy. And I'm not ever going to try to find the words to say how much it means. <laughs> Hey, what's the matter? What's happened? Look, a contract, Chris. A six-month contract at 150 a week. Contract to do what? Act. A grand part. See what it means. A nurse for kids. The back rent paid and... Mm -hmm. All this came just about in time, didn't it? Chris, aren't you glad about it? Yeah, sure, sure, I'm glad. Well, isn't it wonderful? Mm -hmm, yeah, well, it's wonderful for you. 
Oh, darling. Cicely, while you're out, I made up my mind to take that circus job. Oh, Chris, you can't. You're a newspaper man. It'll pay the rent and get a nurse for kid, won't it? But, darling, if you wait... I've waited long enough. I'm not going to sit around and let my wife support me. Tell me I got wise to myself. I've been thinking I was a big shot because I used to be a foreign correspondent. And all the time, I've been a flop as a husband and a father. Oh, Chris, please don't take that step. I've got to, Cicely. Don't let's talk about it anymore. <laughs> you ask is impossible, Mrs. Tyler. The night your husband deserted us in Ethiopia, we missed a big story. One of the biggest of the year. Mr. Carter, do you know why he left Ethiopia when he did? Yes. But what would you have done under the circumstances? You actually want to get your husband back into his correspondent's job? Most wives hate the newspaper business. I couldn't hate the thing that's Chris's life, Mr. Carter. Hmm? What's his number? Chelsea 4883. Give me Chelsea 4883. How about uh, Russia, Mrs. Tyler? Russia. Yes, Russia. Siberia, Far East. It'll mean months in the interior when you won't even hear from him. And I uh, better forget it? No. And you'll stick it out, Mr. Carter. I... I won't do anything to bring him back. Tyler, Moscow. New purge looms in Soviet regime. As prominent government officials were today brought a trial... Places, curtain. Nervous, you needn't be. There's your cue. Good luck. Tyler, Canada, China. The city was bombed for the, on, the, on the air for the seventh day. It's estimated that 1,500 civilian lives were lost. Beautiful performance, Cicely. Beautiful. Oh, was it all right? All right. Cicely, Tyler, you're a star. Tommy. <laughs> and to think I knew her when. Oh, it's grand to see you again. Uh, that's the secret of social success. I disappear for a year or two, and people appreciate me when I come back. How's Kit? Big. Five years old last May. Five years. How about Chris? He wrote me he'd quit his job and was going to Switzerland to write a book. That's all he wrote me. Incidentally, I I hear rumors about you in a very attractive blonde. Are they true? Or am I going to marry her, you mean? I may. We've talked about it. Well, what are you waiting for? You. Tommy. After six years, it may sound a little sudden. But would you divorce Christopher and marry me? You see, uh, I happen to be in love with you. I have been ever since I can remember. Tommy, I didn't know. I didn't intend you should. You always loved Chris. Yes, and you still do. Even if you'd rather write a book in Switzerland than come back to you. Tell me, how many times have you two been together in the past five years? Oh, once in Paris and two weeks in Italy. Four times altogether. None of them very long. What's keeping you apart now? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's been just too long. Maybe. Can we hear some music on the radio? What? Chris asked me if I didn't want a divorce. Then... Will you marry me, Cicely? He's done and said everything he could to tell me that he... He doesn't love me anymore. And I still feel I must wait, Tommy. I'm not sure that I know what for, but... But I must wait. Why did you turn off the radio? 
The night before Chris and I were married, and I thought I was going back to college, they they played that song from the Biltmore. Oh, Tommy, we had so much, Chris and I. How did it ever turn out like this? I don't know. Listen, before it's too late, let me do one more thing for you. Suppose we both go to Switzerland to find Chris and find out. Still running in New York. Tommy and I arrived this morning. Oh, Chris, you you look so tired. I've been working hard on my novel. <clears throat> you get my letter. One saying you want a divorce, yes. Yeah, I didn't think you'd want to see me again. Oh, Chris. <clears throat> well, naturally we can't go on like this. Half married and half not married. No, I suppose not. Chris, why are we like this? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Just that the one day I realized I'd stopped thinking of you for a very long time. Oh, I see. Well, I guess... I guess there's nothing more to be said. Kip standard love. Thanks. Take him mine. Must be quite a boy by now. Yes, and he looks more and more like... Goodbye, Chris. Cicely, I, I, I've explained it pretty badly. I wouldn't wouldn't hurt you for anything. That's, that's why I want you to be free. Because if we kept on like this, you'd be hurt a lot. You see... No, Chris. I only know I'd rather have gone on another ten years, twenty years with you, meeting just when we could, than have spent my whole life with anyone else in the world. I'd better go. Why, Cicely? Goodbye, Chris. And maybe, next time we live, we'll have time for each other. Hello, Chris. Find another visitor? No, no, come in. No, you say I'm glad to see you, Tommy. Cicely's just leaving. You can keep me company. Why are you leaving, Cicely? Because what Chris wrote in his letter was true. He doesn't want me anymore. You really believe that? Look, Tommy, I appreciate you bringing Cicely all the way here, but please keep out of our affairs. No, I've butted into your lives ever since I can remember. I'm not going to stop now. What do you mean, Tommy? If you weren't the two finest people I ever knew, I would keep my mouth shut. And Cicely and I would go back to America. After a while, I think I could wear down a resistance and she'd marry me. That'd make me the happiest guy in the whole world. Will you shut me out of here? I'm not interested in what anyone does anymore but me. You understand? Chris loves you just as much as he ever did, Cicely. More, I guess. The reason Chris is sending you away is because he's a sick man. The doctors say he may never be any better. Who told you that? You don't know what you're talking about. Your old boss came over in the same boat we did. He told me why you resigned. Chris, is this true? Yeah, sure, it's true. What of it? I know what I'm doing. I know I'm going to use the rest of my life. Oh, Chris, Chris, darling, why didn't you tell me? Why? Have you think just because I needed you that... Oh, because you needed me. Oh, no, Chris, because I need you desperately. Let's sum it up by just saying you both need each other. That's the way of it, isn't it? Well, I've just about time to make that train back to Paris and the boat to New York. A certain blonde young lady there may meet the boat. I hope. She's very charming and doesn't know what a fool she's marrying. Well, here we are again. Look, darling... Once more, I've got to tell you, I've got you. You're letting yourself in for an awful lot. This may take years. I may never get well again. Oh, we've so much time. You told me once we'd love each other until 
I'm 99 and you're 101. Yeah, I remember that, darling. I remember that. Our love got lost somewhere for a little while. But now it's found again. Well, this time we'll hold on to it, won't we? Oh, always, darling. Even longer than that, Mrs. Tyler. Even longer than that. Jimmy and Jeffrey, thanks for a swell show. And now it's time for our good old golf question box. Remember, you must answer correctly or pay a forfeit. But before we begin, uh, Jimmy, I'd like to ask you a question off the record, if you don't mind. Fire away, my boy. Well, tell me, if uh, if you had your choice, what would you rather be, an actor or a foreign correspondent? You know, like Chris in the play. An actor. Nothing doing on this foreign correspondent business. If I had to be a newspaper man, give me a soft spot covering big league ball games. I'd rather duck pop bottles than bombs any day. <laughs> I've got an even better idea, Jimmy. If I had to be a newspaper man, I'd like to be a weather reporter. All you have to do is write fair or gentle westerly winds or something like that. <laughs> well, it's not quite as easy as that, Jeff, especially these days. Because this is just about the time of year when old man winter usually pulls a little sleight-of-hand trick. Take this year, for instance. Groundhog Day came and went, and we got a little mild weather that made us think the worst was over. And all of a sudden, we got a record snowfall and a cold snap that reached even into the normally sunny south. Well, there may be more unfriendly weather yet to come, so don't let it catch you unprepared. First, change your old motor oil to easy-starting winter-grade Gulf Pride motor oil. Next, take the stiff, squeaky feeling out of your car by getting Gulf Flex registered lubrication service. Because when you have your car Gulf Flex with the new Gulf Flex lubricant, you know that it will ride easier and steer easier over a longer period of time. Under winter conditions especially, your car needs Gulf lubrication for both the engine and the chassis. For riding comfort and easy starting combined, it will pay you to drive in tomorrow at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc. Thank you, Johnny. And now let's reach way down in the Gulf question box, and here's the first one for Olivia de Havilland, who can be seen in Warner Brothers' Elizabeth and Essex. Olivia, if Bernice Gaunt and Jacques de Boujac appeared in a picture together, what names would you see on the marquee? Well, I never heard of them. <laughs> you never did, I'm quite sure. Not under those names, but listen. Bernice Gaunt and Jacques de Boujac are the real names of Shirley Ross and Bruce Cabot. So, Olivia, you've got to get ready and pay a forfeit. And your forfeit is something I have right here in my pocket. A few little words written on a piece of paper. You must sing those. Not only sing them, but sing them the way Bonnie Baker would sing them. Oh, oh Johnny, oh. <laughs> oh, Johnny, oh, Johnny, how you can love. Oh, oh I give up, I give up. Thank you, Olivia to Havilland. Thank you. And the next question goes to James Cagney, who's now at work in Warner Brothers' Starred Zone. Jimmy, can you tell me which of the following stars has one of the world's finest collections of modern oil paintings? John Barrymore, Ronald Coleman, Edward G. Robinson, or Adolf Manjou? Hmm, Dr. Elf G. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh... I've seen this collection. It's really wonderful. Edward G. Robinson is absolutely right, Jimmy. I wish you'd missed that because I want you to sing Oh Johnny, too. (laughs) Well, anyway, 
Edward G. Robinson will be here in the Gulf Theater next Sunday, along with Joseph Kalia, Isabel Jewell, Leatrice Joy, and, of course, the music of Oscar Bradley and his Gulf Orchestra. Now, just time for a question to Jeffrey Lynn, currently appearing in Warner Brothers. It all came true. Jeff, tell me, what was the first all-Technicolor picture? All-Technicolor. All-Technicolor. Uh-huh. I think I got you there. Oh, no, I oh, know. I've got it. I read this magazine the other day. Oh, you did? It was, uh, The Black Pirate. The Black Pirate is absolutely right, Jeff. And thank you very much. Before we close the lid on the Gulf question box, here's a stickler for you folks in the radio audience. Now, what would you do if you were trapped in your own house face-to-face with a maniac gangster armed with a thirty-two automatic? Hmm? Well, that's exactly the situation that Edward G. Robinson finds himself in next week in the Gulf Theater. The gangster is Joseph Kalia, and you can bet the story's a mighty exciting one. So join the stars of Hollywood in listening to the Gulf Theater next week and every week at the same time. Until then... This is Roger Pryor saying goodnight, everybody, for your neighborhood good golf dealer. I'll follow my secret heart is from conversation feed. The golf theater originates at Earl Carroll's in Hollywood, and this is the Columbia Broadcasting System.